Hello. Well, let, well, let's let her say. How are you? Hi, I'm doing good. How are you? Welcome. Well, so yeah, I was doing some background research and just super impressed with, um, you know, it's always, it's always cool. I, so let me just start with this. I feel like as human beings, and let me know if you agree with this, we are incrementally advancing athletically, you know, like slowly but surely we are becoming uh, more athletically adept for lack of a better term. So in other words, like if we went back a thousand years, do you think that it was possible that a human being could have done what you did in January? That's a really good question. And I think a thousand years ago, we didn't have some of like the knowledge or the technology mm -hmm. for why I'm standing here today. So I think with what they had a thousand years ago and what we knew a thousand years ago, probably not. And a thousand years ago, I mean, women were not in sports like they are today. You know, there was a bunch of trailblazers that really created a space for women to compete on the main stage like I was able to. So yeah, a lot happened in the last thousand years. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, so I mean, right. And that's a really great point, which is, so you got me thinking about, you know, the whole nature versus nurture, right? So it's like clearly from a nurture standpoint, the, the tools that we have, the, the you know, we have we're not fighting for shelter anymore and just survival. We have houses, we have watches to help us, you know, track our fitness. We have eating, eating regimens and, and these types of things and um, training regimens. So, right. That, that part of it for sure has helped. And then you go to the physical and you go, could they have? Yeah, maybe, maybe. But then you also, then I see sports like golf and, and, and basketball, and you just see people doing these unbelievable things. And you're like, it just, it just feels like we have to be evolving in some way. Cause you're like, how could they possibly be that much better than previous generations? I guess golf isn't a great example because you have um, better equipment, but basketball yeah. Yeah, is, is a good one. Keep leveling up, right? So we take what the generations before us knew and they teach us in a different ways. And then mm -hmm. On that and we learn new things and then we're going to teach next generation so i think there is that evolution of us even just passing knowledge on for mm. we've learned but i have a question for you real quick though yes the gaming is there like a system you're into are you into old school gaming because on your website there's a lot of like nintendo references mm -hmm. like, like what kind of gaming right so that's a homage to you know so i grew up I'm, I'm i was an 80s kid and you know atari nintendo um, you name it, th those early ones. Then I remember when like uh, PlayStation came out and like my head exploded. I was like, what? Uh, and the Sega Genesis with, with Sonic the Hedgehog. So yeah, I, I was really into games back in the day and I just never really stopped. And I, at, at some point, you know, I hit 40 and it was like, I was still, you know, I got the PS4, PlayStation 4, you know, and, and I'm playing down the bay. My wife goes to bed early and I, it would be like just a really nice stress reliever for me to go down and I would just play a game and I was, I'd be on the website ordering a game and be like, I, I'm officially 40 and ordering games. Is that okay? And then I was like, you're damn right. It's okay. Yeah, and, and yeah, I just kind of was like, you know what? I realized that the reason people like games so much and you don't, you know, everybody likes different types of games, whether it's candy crush on your phone or, you know, uh, an epic, you know, role-playing game on the computer or on, on your system and it's like the reason people like it is because you kind of get to escape you feel like oh this is a real world i can be anybody i want i can do anything that 
I could possibly dream of here. And all I got to do is kind of learn the rules of the game and figure out how to level up my character. And it just, at, at one point when I've, I've been doing this stuff for a very long time in terms of just personal development and wellness, I started reading health books in college, self-help books in college and have just always wanted to like better myself. And I think one of the big tricks and, and, and hard parts for people to, to go from, I want to improve to actually improving is a mindset shift and sort of tricking their little monkey brains into speaking of a thousand years ago, into wanting to take these actions that are good for us into wanting to do these things that kind of say, you know what? I want to go for a run because there's an element of, I know I'm going to either win some sort of a game or there's a social element. So you look at, and there's points, um, you know, you look at things like Peloton, they're a perfect example. I feel like companies are finally starting to get it in terms of like just a stationary bike, which was the thing for years. Speaking of the eighties, right. Yeah, I can picture Jane Fonda and her leggings and just, but, and, and, but it's like now you have a screen and you're competing against others and you can see where they are and you've got friends that you can ride with and you've got points and you've got all these cool graphics and animations and you can watch them on your big screen. That just makes it fun, right? And, and that, to me, that's why Peloton nailed, in particular, their stock price isn't doing very well because they mm -hmm. did some other things wrong on the other side. But in terms of the concept of that whole, like, let's trick our brains into doing this and wanting to. I mean, I've got friends, and we were one of the last ones to get it. We finally got one. My wife, my wife got it. But I was kind of holding out because I was like, I just really don't like riding bikes. Like, that's just not my thing. And she does, and she, and we live in Chicago, and so she couldn't do it all year round. And so in the winter, she's like, I need to have this, and it'll help. And then she started doing it with her friends, and she, and sure enough, and it's like a cult, and people get into it. And so, not, to, not, it sounds like I'm working for Peloton, but that's an example of like a recent company that's taking that. And there's a ton of these examples of companies that are really understanding, like, let's add little gaming elements into this, and really, and if you start to look at your apps, and you, I mean, you mentioned, I think you have a, one of these, right? Even this is gamification, right? You're, you've got your rings and you're, oh, I need, to, I need to fill all my rings today. And now I notice they actually started adding little rewards and badges and all these types of things. And you're competing against yourself. And, and it even tells you how the average people your age and in your demographic and whatnot are, are, are doing. And so you're, then you're competing against them. And it activates something in us that is very hard for us to do on our own. That motivating, like, ooh, I want to do this. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think what a lot of it is, is just goals, you know, and I think it's they do goal setting for us and they put them into like, just small little win goals. So we feel like we're reaching our goals on a daily basis, whether on Peloton, I know you get that little check mark every day you work out, whether it's, you know, a five minute yoga session or like a huge session. I've, I'm on the hydro team. So we have like a rower at my house. And just seeing all those new things and doing like that, you know, routine every day. I think uh, they have turned it into just some sort of goal and reward system too. That's right. Right. Reward. So uh, gamification. It's, so I use gamification slightly different, uh, but right. Points, rewards, social co connectivity, competition. These are all things that motivate our brains to go, okay. I want to take this action, right? And, and some people might say, oh, I'm not really competitive. But I feel like everybody to a certain degree, depending on what it is, has some sort of competitiveness in them. And that's why we're all different as human beings. And so there is no blanket, I feel like, this is going to work for everybody. But 
Uh, Peloton's a good example of somebody that they did a pretty good job. They got most people. But in general, you know, you've got to kind of go, okay, what do I like to do? So for me, it's bad. So I still don't do the Peloton, by the way. I never did get into it because I'm like, it's just not my thing. And there's other ways that I stay active and I don't, I don't need to do that. Basketball. I play basketball in, in a pickup league. For me, the competition, the social, when I get there, it's the guys that I know I've been playing with, there's that element to it. Then it's the competition and that camaraderie who's on your team. You're, you know, you're fighting against the other bad guys and then they're, you know, you're trying to win. And, you know, it, it just, it feels like it is a game and it feels so fun to me that I don't even notice I'm working out. Like I literally could play. And now that I'm getting a little older, my body will tell me, but I used to <laughs> back in the day, I would play three, four hours and yeah. just be drenched in sweat <laughs> and be like, Oh, did I work out? Oh yeah. Cool. You know? And so that, so let, let's get into speaking of, of, of your, you know, your specialty and what you do running. Let's, let's go back and talk about how this kind of started. Was this something that you've always had a natural affinity for kind of like I was saying, like, I like playing basketball and I just kind of went with that. Or did you somehow get pushed into it? And like, yeah, why don't you tell your story on that? Yeah, I um, got into sports when I was young, just I had two brothers really close to me and we just loved playing outside and my dad was really into sports too. So I just played everything growing up. And I always found I was a gifted athlete because I was so quick. So I was always the first to the ball or I had like, you know, this endurance system on the swim team, which I didn't really like getting into the cold water in the morning, but I was so physically fit from the running I was doing in other sports that I was you know, talented at that. But I finally figured out that running was my thing. And um, in high school, I joined the cross country team just to impress the soccer coach and then went out and won my first race, part of like the JV race. And I was like, I think this is where I'm meant to be. You know, I find in soccer, I get frustrated if we'd be losing by three goals and I'd be having the best game of my life and be like, ah, I'm rocking this, but we're losing, you know? So now I kind of liked it in running. I was in total control of my outcome. Um, and then also just with running, I like how pure it is that the more you put in, typically the more you put out. Now, if you're going crazy and like overdoing and overtraining, then there's a negative effect. But I liked, I was also a math major. So I like just seeing like one plus one equals two with running. You know, you do what you're supposed to do every day. And that includes rest days. That includes taking time down. But then you see results from that. So that uh, kind of just, I don't know, tied into my personality, I guess. Mm. A good example. So, right, like we were talking, like everybody's got different personalities, right? So you're tying that into, and and really that's that's kind of a way of gamifying it. You kind of gamified it without even realizing it where your brain was going, okay, we like this. Like we like things that add up. We like things that make sense. Like if I do this, then I can expect this result, right? Mm -hmm. um, whereas I'm not that way. And that's mm -hmm. why I think a free form type of thing like basketball, where it's like, I can't necessarily track you know, if I'm getting better or not, I just, I know I'm having fun. And if I play a lot, I know I'm going to get better. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's a, a difference, but so, right. So your math brain, you liked it and you started seeing results and I can, and I'll bet I'm guessing, but I'll let you answer as you started to see those results and being like, okay, if I do this and I do this, then I get this result. It only motivated you further. And you were like, wow, well, what if I then do this and do this, just like you were talking about with goals and you just kept kind of upping your goals. Is that? Yeah, 100%. And every time I'd reach a goal, then it would be like, what else can I do? If one plus one equals two, what if I did two plus two Would that equal four? So um, each time in between like my seasons or my training blocks, I always try to add just one more little thing in to kind of stimulate my body and add a little bit more 
Um, but you're absolutely right that that really excites me. Like, wow, I think, uh, I think I can do a little more. Like I definitely have a little more room to grow. Right. And then it's just a little bit more and then a little, a little bit, bit more. Right. Right. It's that one little step at a time. I mean, you could, if you were to take a 10,000 foot step back, I'm sure that you would have never dreamed like back then you would have accomplished what you were able to back in January this year. So it's so funny. Cause when I got, I had two children. So I took a while off of running competitively and then I came back just to run for me to have that little space in my day. I never thought I would take it to this level. And then eventually I started running more and running more and, you know, the goals, it was like, well, if I can do that. What if, so that, you know, right. that kept, I really, and I got a coach and I told my coach, I only run. I don't stretch. I don't do drills. I don't do exercises. All I like to do is run. That's all I'm going to do. And at first he was like, okay. And then he's like, well, why don't we run and do these hurdle mobility? So your hips can open up. So running will be easier. I'm like, okay, I can run and do hurdle mobility. And they're like, well, what if you run and do hurdle mobility? And let's add Pilates in there, you know, let's get a strong core and let's, but like slowly and slowly. And now when I look at everything I do in a week, I do hurdle mobility and special walks and toe yoga and strength exercises. I go to a PT and massage therapist. And now, I mean, the list is so long, but it started with just adding like one thing at a time and really mastering that and then adding a little bit more. And so it never felt like this huge, crazy challenge for me because it was you know i mastered something and just added a little bit oh i love that you just you just wrote you just wrote i'm taking notes here um <laughs> you just wrote my script for me i mean it, and that's exactly it your coach what you get you were fortunate you found a coach that understood this principle um of you know well let's just have a little fun and introduce right and then he introduced you i think he said the hurdles which was something that it was probably reduced the friction for you to to, to accomplish this thing that he wanted you to, I guess you said opening your hips maybe. Yeah. Uh, right. And then it's like, Oh, well, we've already done that. And I've seen, and then once you see those results, then it gets addictive. Right. And then you're like, Oh, wait a minute now. Well, if I, I just did this and now I can do this. Okay. Let's what's the next one. Yep. And then my form was better. So I felt more efficient and then I wasn't, I was, you know, staying injury free, which is a huge part about running is just being able to stay healthy, doing as much as you can staying healthy. Cause the trick to running is consistency. Well, really with anything, I think it's just the more you do it, the better you get. And, um, and it's not necessarily more, you don't need to go do tons of mileage, but doing like the most you can consistently. That's it. And so, okay. So, now, this all started back in, did you say junior high or high school? I started in high school and high school. then I in college at American University, um, D1 school in Washington, D.C. And then I ran for two years after competitively, and then I got injured. And it was an injury that required surgery that my insurance wasn't covering at the time. So I was wow. kind of out of the sport. So I left the sport, kind of fell back on my math degree, got a job in computer science, and I took like a decade halftime show. <laughs> wow. But, what was the injury? Do you mind if I ask? No, yeah, it was, it's called tarsal coalition, which was two bones in my foot that were connected that shouldn't have been. So because they okay. were the release of pressure there, it was a perpetual stress fracture going on in my like ankle and foot area. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I had an ACL and a meniscus thing. Um, so I was just curious if it was that, but yeah. Wow. 10 years. Okay. So why didn't you, and wait, maybe I can even help. I'm going to guess. And you tell me if I'm right as I'm, a, as I'm answer, asking this, I think I may know. Um, but I was gonna say, why did you not go back? And I think the answer might be habits, which is you'd already shifted gears to, Going back to your getting your, you said um, to math and, and a career in math, 
and your habits were already realigned with that. And so it was like to break those habits, we all know breaking habits don't care if they're good or bad, helping or hurting us. They're going to do their thing and they're going to compound over time, but you'd already shifted into those habits. And then maybe your brain was like, well, that was, that was us before. We're not doing it anymore. Is that, is there at, uh, I think there's a lot. It was definitely that. And I formed, you know, I was leaning into like who else Kira was. Cause my whole life I was Kira the runner and all of a sudden I'm Kira the runner who hasn't is not running, you know, so I had to discover who Kira was. And that, you know, I really leaned into that and found other things that really interest me. So I got into a career which was so much more financially stable than running was at the time as unsponsored runner. So that was exciting to be making my own money, you know, and I bought a house and I was kind of leaning into all these other exciting things. But then also, I think I was scared for a while to go back because I trained on a team with with someone at the time who broke the American record for the mile. His name is Alan Webb. And I saw how hard he worked to master his sport. He was the top in the game, one of the top in the world. And I'm a lot more lighthearted than him. <laughs> so I saw how hard he worked and I just knew I wasn't that. So mm -hmm. I didn't think I could ever get to his level. And that's what I wanted to do. So I almost, it was kind of, I just didn't know if I had it in me, you know, and it kind of, that also kind of scared me a little bit, but then I came back in this act and I'm doing it my way. I'm having fun with it. You know, I don't, I never work as hard as he worked. I work really, really, really hard, but I just structure it in a different way. That's a little more lighthearted and fun. And I found that kind of leaning into kind of my authentic self this way, I've had even so much more success because I'm happy and I'm okay. Yeah, continue, please. Yes, you're happy. Oh my God. So I, if you don't mind, I, I want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but I want to pause right there because what you just said is like, that's kind of everything it, What and people don't realize it. So what you did is you saw somebody else that was, was a leader in the field and your first instinct, which is like 99.9% .9 of our instincts, if not a hundred was, whoa, well, I can't do that. I mean, this guy, this person is like way above and beyond. I, I can't do, do that. But here's the difference with, with, with what you did, which is what most people do not, is you, you kind of stepped back and said, well, wait a minute, maybe I can do that, but just not the way he's doing it. I got to do it my way. And I think I can, I believe in myself and I, I believe I have it in me to get there. And I, but I don't need to be a copycat of this person and do it their way. I can do it my own way. And you did. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And I found for me, like it was almost in my first act, I was chasing success to be happy. And now in this like round two for me, I've been just following what makes me happy and leading into challenges or races or goals that really excite me and make me happy. And through just staying true to what excites me, I found success. And, you know, the day of the, where I set the American record for the marathon, I stood on the starting line thinking, I may get the record today and that would be awesome. I may not. And I'm okay too, because I'm happy. This is cool. This is fun. So I just, I've been able to take away all that pressure from the goals and just kind of do it because I'm really enjoying it. And I think that that's allowed me to risk more and to challenge harder. And just when you're having fun doing something, you want to do it more. So I don't know. I just think my whole uh, mentality has had a big shift. When you're having fun doing something, you want to do it more. That's gamification in a sentence. I'm going to write that down. I think you might give me something, some gold. I mean, it's so simple, but 
that's kind of it, right? And then you look at people that try to do it the hard way and they torture themselves, they starve themselves to lose weight. They, they get on a treadmill because they think that's what they need to do versus what you and I are talking about in terms of, well, what's my way? What, what do I like to do? And how can I work this into my routine and have fun doing it? And then it becomes natural and you're not fighting uphill constantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this ties into, I wanted to get into, we asked you before the show, what, what were some of your, your top habits that have helped you get to where you are in life? And the first one you said was chase, chase happiness instead of success, which really kind of ties into what we're, we're talking about here. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I think that for me, when I was just looking on just straight up goals, you know, and like, what should I be doing? Like, what is the path for, you know, a marathon runner when kind of looking at that way, that feels a little intimidating. So instead, like I've been chasing, like, what races excite me or what goals excite me. And for a while, what excited me was not even racing for a while. It was just working on mileage or do, doing fun little, I don't know, like Strava competitions, you know, back to the gamification. That's another app that, you know, for endurance athletes, it really turns running. Strava. Strava. Yeah, yeah. I've heard, I've heard of Strava. Uh, a lot of my friends use it. I do not, but I, they say it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's a big game. And then also like, for me, I, I like running by myself because I'm, I'm a little, I'm kind of an extroverted introvert, but for me, it's a very, it's my introverted time. So I really like running by myself, but then with Strava, I'm connected to a community, but, um, but I'm taking a lot more runs to, and especially as like a busy mom that like by myself and I really enjoy that time. So I kind of structured my running just around like how it fits and what, you know, how to make me happy. And I think just being true to myself, then it's like the success doesn't matter. And then it comes when it doesn't matter. It's just such a weird cyclic thing, but. Uh, isn't that an amazing, isn't that an amazing one? Well, so I think uh, the key in there, I think is that if you're chasing success just for success, just like we were kind of talking about, if you're chasing being health uh, skinny, just to be skinny, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of problems because it's like you got to connect to your why on the inside and and your your brain has to kind of mesh with everything else and go oh okay this is why we're doing it and this is why we want to do it and that's why i'm going to get out of bed and take that step and that next step and that next step and it's sort of like i almost everybody i interview has figured this out right i i interview successful people that have had, that have performed some sort of amazing feat in their lives that other people go what like how did they do that and this is like the answer that everybody gives basically but in slightly different you know everybody says it in slightly different ways but people it's not rocket science it's figure out what you're really good at what your strengths are figure out what you really love what your passions are and you know start honing in on these things and figuring out how to marry them and and that's what you can make your your career out of your life you know and and when you do that you know obviously you've had tons of obstacles and challenges and there's been really difficult parts but i'm guessing that because you were able to marry those two things it's that's what's allowed you to push through all those obstacles whereas if you were doing something that you weren't really good at and you didn't enjoy that first obstacle they hit, you'd be like, all right, I'm out, which is what mm -hmm. most people do. Right. Would you agree with that? I completely agree. And I think it's, you know, kind of just listening to what you just said. 
it's hard too as we you know start our families because finding that little sliver of time to pursue something that makes you happy or having those little goals is really tough to prioritize when you have so many other things that require your attention and there's a lot of guilt around that too so when i came back and i started running I felt really guilty to like be leaving my kids at home, you know, and just taking that little time to myself. I felt like I was a bad mom, you know? So I think that just, I've learned now that making, doing that makes me really happy and I'm more present when I'm around. I'm more patient. I can lean into things a little bit more, but um, I think it's okay to take a little bit of time for yourself and pursue those things. Like you just said, that make you happy, even in a busy life with a job and, you know, a family and kids and everything. Yeah, right. And so let's talk about, so right up here, you know, it's the five cores. It's not the one core. It's not just physical health. Clearly you've, you've, you've nailed um, at least one aspect of that. <laughs> I'm not familiar with your eating habits and all that, although we can talk about that briefly. Um, but so, you know, you look at, and that's, that's, that's what people forget is, you know, I think a lot of people, especially every day more and more the focus is money and you know now i want to be insta famous and i want to you know and, and that becomes a focus and then you start neglecting the relationships and you start neglecting the mindset and you start neglecting the physical health and the emotional health side and and we don't feel whole as humans unless we have that we have to find some sort of balance in there and you just kind of touched on that when you were saying about your family. So, I mean, do you want to expand a little bit more on that? How do you find, how do you, maybe a habit that you've developed to be able to help you maintain and, and find this balance between this thing that you love and you're doing as well as your family? Yeah, I think at first I was really selfish with my running that it was my thing. And I've learned that, like, as you said, like when I've made it, we, like my D'Amato family, Team D'Amato, when it's a we and we're all working towards these similar goals, it's so much more fun for everyone. And I'm kind of double dipping. So, I mean, this morning, like my whole family was down in our gym in the basement. We were all just doing like silly stretches or whatever. I needed to be down there, but every, you know, we created a fun environment for my kids and my husband to be in there like stretching or doing whatever too. And I'm not forcing it upon them, but I think, every, you know, my family, when we can double dip some of that time, um, I'll be doing workouts and they'll, you know, drive in the car and make it a challenge to see if they can find mom running. And when they do, they'll blast party in the USA. And I try. Oh, to I love it. Yeah, that's a fun one. And then, you know, when COVID happened, I couldn't do this as much. But now that we're going back to kind of a new normal, my family travels with me to races a lot. So we get that experience of traveling and being out. And I'm, you know, not as attentive as a mother, like leading into a race just because I'm kind of in lockdown mode. But it's fun for us all to be there and to us to see then like why we've all been sacrificing and making these choices towards my running career. So I found Ooh, that I love better situation when it's a we. I love that. And I, I just said, right. So it's we versus I. So and that that's a really awesome point that you're making that I think a lot of people too, they, they just, they don't really think about it. And, and I think our auto default as, as human beings, again, going back to our primal is like that you have to choose almost. And it's like, well, if I'm going to be putting everything in here, I can't worry about that over there. And you have to proactively make an active conscious. It doesn't just happen naturally. I feel like to, to, to live a fight, to, to, to be, you know, do these things you're talking about with your family and, and have your career. But what you did is you step back and you're like, all right, well, 
I need to integrate this. And then you started coming up with these gamified ways to do it, the stretching down. I, I have a huge, it reminded me of what I do with my two small boys. We go down and after dinner every night, we do these wrestling sessions, and they're <laughs> about 30 minutes. And I actually get a pretty good workout and they're just getting all their angst out. And with in between, I, I do the push-up game. Yeah. Right. And I, I, they get on my back. They used to both get on my back. Now I can only have one yeah. on my back at a time. And I see how many pushups I can do. And now I got my five and a half year old and he's seeing how many pushups he can do. Right. And it's just, it's fun. Mm -hmm. And then I, and my two and a half year old, I actually take, and I do, I do these, um, for, for my shoulders and stuff. And so, right. We've made it fun. And then you were talking about fine mom. I love that. Like, where's Waldo. And then you, they play party in the USA when you're, when you're running the neighborhood traveling together. I mean, so smart. And, and I want people to really understand that if you're somebody that's working really hard and you're finding these other areas, you know, let's focusing on family right now are being neglected. Like you got to proactively schedule in and, and think of ways that will become habit to where you're integrating those things. Right. So now traveling, I assume is more like a, it's like the default rather than the exception I'm imagining. Mm -hmm. Like you, yeah. you, you're doing a race and it's like, okay, we're, how do we figure out how to get the whole family there? Yeah. Maybe they can't do it every time, but at least that's kind of become the default habit. Yeah. And my husband has stepped out and made it like a really fun vacation. So if I'm staying at like a race hotel and kind of locked down, he'll find a hotel nearby that like the last one had a lazy river, you know? So this was like fun vacation for them. But then also like, you know, maybe my husband have a, has a different story on this, but I try really hard to support him in his like athletic goals too, you know? So he's working out and I try to really encourage him to work out too, which then I feel less guilty, you know, when I'm taking that time to myself, knowing that I'm encouraging and helping support him with his just, you know, and he's not an elite athlete, but um, he trains like one, he works his butt off, but. <laughs> well, right. And, and that's, you know, that's another actual gamification thing. It's like, we are who we hang out with and people, it makes it so much easier to do certain behaviors. Um, let's call them failure versus success habits is what I break them into. Right. And so like you clearly have a lot of success habits and your, your husband is benefiting from that. And I'm sure it works vice versa as well. I'm sure he has some habits as well that you benefit from, but that's how it works people. And, and it's like, you don't realize it, but if you're around somebody that has habits that are killing them, their momentum and their happiness and this is who you're hanging out with the majority of your time, that is going to, to come out on you. And it's, and it's a toxic type thing that I think a lot of people just fight through and think, well, this is just how it has to be. Yeah. yeah. And so, right, picking your partner is for life is, is a big one. Mm -hmm. um, and that sounds like he's right now. He's kind of like, well, shoot, like, I don't want to <laughs> just lay around like a lump on a log. I don't want to be the one. I don't want them to point to me and be like, hey, look at the, look at the, like, Elite athlete with that fat guy eating potato <laughs> chips on the, on the, and sorry, I don't know what your husband looks like, but I'm imagining that these are types of things that if I were your husband would probably be going through my head, like, well, yeah. shoot. and then it's like, boom, there's that competition aspect. And it's like, it's not, you're not competing with each other necessarily, but it's more like, wait, she's doing this. I need to, I need to keep up with that. Okay. So when we first got married, he was so much faster than me. And then I've been running more and I've been taking down all his family records. So it is a competition. <laughs> I made a family record board. He's not like, he's not as into it as I am, I think, because I'm going one by one and taking his like, his. Oh, I'm sure. Well, these aren't, you know, let's, let's do something else as you take his records <laughs> down one by one. <laughs> oh, the male ego. I understand. <laughs> I love that. And so, okay. 
So there's another right little gamification thing you guys are doing, and that right that pushes that pushes I'm sure both of you. Um, it sounds like especially you. So that's really cool. So okay, um, I wanted to ask. So we're running out of time, but I wanted to to kind of ask one last question. Um, you've, we've covered some of your habits. We've 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 gone through kind of how you got here and whatnot. Let's just I just really want people to understand exactly what you did here. So let me let me just. Uh, read this aloud. So you, you, you broke the American record for marathon, which stood for 16 years by running, running in two hours and 19 minutes and 12 seconds, which comes out to be five minutes and 18 seconds per mile. Is that accurate? Yeah. That's just I mean, that's not a typo. Like, how do you how like how? So you're running 26 miles for our UK and European friends. That's 42.195 kilometers. Like, I can't run a mile in seven minutes, like one. I mean, I, that's just such an amazing feat. Like, and like, how did you go? Like, and when you, you started, you know, your career in, in high school, and then you got to hear, like, did it take you this long? And you took that 10 year break in between, but did it take you this long to get to that level? Or do you feel like, well, I could have probably done this five years ago. I just didn't really push myself. It took me this long to get here. And I think like, Physically, I probably got here quicker than I did mentally. I think the mental part of this, like, I mean, going into the race where I broke the record, I knew my goal was to go for that pace, but there was no way I could think about my, if I hit that, I would be the American record holder, like the fastest American woman to ever run a marathon. That I couldn't wrap my head around, but I could, like, from my training and everything I've done, I know I could run 518 for 26.2 miles. So that I felt really confident about, but the gravity of it just, it, it put me into a tailspin for sure. Mm. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I think for the marathon, it takes a lot of patience, a lot of maturity. There's a big learning curve just as far as nutrition and being, you know, pacing yourself. And then just to build up that endurance takes years and years and years. So I think when I ran it that, you know, maybe I could have run the time a week or two before, but it really took me 37 years wow. to figure out how to get there. And I think that break played in a really big part of it. So even though I wasn't advancing physically during that time, I was maturing mentally and figuring mm. out important. And I got myself into the right mindset to be able to tackle a goal of that magnitude. So the mindset I want to, yeah shine a spotlight on this the mindset is just as important if not more important than the physical uh, well let me let you answer that i well, totally agree i totally agree i mean i you know both of them you need both to fire right on that day you know mm -hmm. if i fit physically but mentally was you know a little shaky i wouldn't have hit it if i was mentally super fit but physically i didn't have it i wouldn't have hit it so somehow the stars aligned a little bit and i was mentally in the right spot and physically in the right spot to hit it that day. Wow. Well, congratulations. Uh, so that record, the previous record stood for 16 years. And, you know, we, we opened the show by saying people are, are become, whether it's, it's a combination of nurture versus nature, we're getting, we're, we're breaking records all the time. And I think now after talking to you, I think my answer's clear that, you know, yeah, maybe we are slightly evolving athletically, but I think that this, this, the mind, the, how we're evolving as humans and what we're learning and how we're able to use the knowledge that we learn from our mistakes and our failures and incrementally improve. And if it's somebody like yourself that's willing to do the work because they enjoy it and because they're passionate about it, there's really no way they can fail. It's just a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I agree.
So, well, Kira, I, I noticed you pronounced it that way. I think I said Kira. You pronounce it Kira? Kira. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Kira, Kira. Kira. I say call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. So that's. Uh... Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, that's a mom joke. You're officially in the mom joke club. I got plenty of them as a dad. Well, thank you so, so much. This has been really nice. And let's keep in touch. Good luck. Uh, I'm going to be looking out for you to break some other sword. Do you have another goal, by the way? Is there any, have you, are you like, okay, I've done it? Or what's your, what's your next goal? I'm sure you have something. No, I like finished. And at first when I finished, I was like, wow, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm never running again, period. This is it. But then once like your body recovers a little bit, it's like, what's next? So I have. A what's next? You got to have goals. You can't just yeah. rest on your laurels. Right. So okay. Next uh, few months, I'm going to try to break it down and work on some speed. The world champs is this summer in the U.S. for the first time ever for track and field. So I'll have to run a 10K on the track to make that team. So that's goal number one. And then I'll do another marathon in the fall, hopefully approve upon that time. Um, the day that I ran it, it was really windy and kind of cold. So I'm thinking with, uh, with some more training and maybe a little bit tamer conditions, I can run faster than I did. And then we got the Olympics coming up in 2024 in Paris. So I'm not an Olympian right now. I, uh, would be honored to be one. So I'm going to be working my tail off to try to make that. Wow. Team. Okay. Well now there's a fun goal that that's, that's going to be neat. Okay, cool. Well, I'll definitely be looking out for, I mean, why they so you have to call, obviously call, I was going to say, why wouldn't they want you? Don't they just call you up and say, let's right. do it? Okay, but you guys yeah. have to qualify, um, qualifiers and all. Top three at, um, we have like Olympic trial competition in the U.S. It's earlier in 2024 and the top three women that finished that day are on our team. So mm -hmm. I need to be top three on that day. Well, I, I have no doubt that you will be one of those top three women after talking to you. Thank <laughs> you so much. This uh, Again, this was great. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we'll cut these up into little snippets. There's a lot of good little juicy segments in here and then we'll we'll repost them and we'll tag you if you want to share with your peeps and whatnot and um thanks everybody thank you kira really good talking to you yeah this was fun okay bye-bye that's it for the five core life if you haven't already go ahead and hit that like button on this video and pound that subscribe button so you get notified when new episodes drop also, please fill out the free five core life evaluator quiz. It's a great way to get a baseline of where you are and the five cores and which of the five cores you need support. In addition, you'll get some actionable advice that you can apply and start improving your life in the areas that you need it most. That's it for today's episode of the five core life podcast. Have a wonderful day. Get moving, gain momentum, join the movement. Join Emmett by going to moremomentum.com to take a free life evaluator quiz on where you currently stand in each of your five course. 